Welcome to Talking Mopars, episode number 84, and another installment of Direct Connections Live. This time around, I had my friend Jovita on the show. Jovita is the president of the Canadian Mopar Club. She's a diehard Mopar enthusiast, and she has an epic collection of die-cast cars. We had a great time talking Mopars, and this is the show. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth. And I'm your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter. And this is Talking Mopars Direct Connections Live. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Jovita, what's up? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. We uh, we just fired off the show, and we are live right now. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guest, SRT Jovita. Jovita is the president of the Canadian Mopar Club, a huge club in Canada. Uh, it's got to be crazy being the president. We're going to get into all that stuff right here, right now, on Direct Connections. So without further ado... If you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth. And I am your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter. This is my guest, Jovita, and this is Talking Mopar's Direct Connections Live. Jovita, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for coming on the show. You're the first woman on Talking Mopars, and I'm I'm happy to finally get some diversity around here. I've got a bunch oh, of awesome. <laughs> a bunch of grizzled grizzled guys come on here, a bunch of greasy fingernail <laughs> dudes, and uh, it's it's nice to bring a different perspective onto the show to talk Mopars. So, oh, thank you for for the people, my audience. A lot of us are into the classic stuff and the old ratty muscle cars. And it seems like you are more involved in the modern Mopar scene. So for those of you guys out there that don't know about the Canadian Mopar Club, Jovita is going to tell us all about it. But Jovita, why don't you tell us who you are and what you're about? Okay, first of all, I have to apologize for um, my camera not being set up quite ah. well. But uh, you guys can kind of see me, so <laughs> I can't really see much because it's really tiny. But anyways, thanks for having me on the show. Um, As you know, my name is Jovita or SRT Jovita, as you guys know me on Instagram. Um, And uh, you want me to tell tell them a little bit about myself, I guess? Yeah, sure. I I guess it's always interesting to me when I meet females. And I I don't want to sound sexist, but it's really (laughs) hard to come across females that are just diehard enthusiasts. And I love talking to them because, like I said, it brings a totally different perspective to the car scene. So I'm curious when you realized that you were a car enthusiast. Um, I think I always was, um, mm-hmm. uh, growing up, my dad was, uh, heavily into cars, just kind of like tinkering around with cars. My grandfather that lived with us for a long time, he was, um, a mechanic for Sears Canada. Um, so yeah, there was always cars in our life and we're always kind of doing stuff and going to car shows and going to like the flea markets and picking car parts and, and that sort of thing. Um, so it was always kind of part of my life. Um, but I didn't really get heavily into it until probably the last 10 years, I'm going to say. 
Really? So, yeah, for sure. Did you start off as a Mopar enthusiast or is that something that kind of um, developed and evolved as you got into cars? I think it evolved into being full Mopar and uh, it obviously took a while to to get my blood to turn blue. So <laughs> <laughs> I like um, it. But yeah, yeah, it, it definitely evolved um, and, and morphed, I'm going to say, too, because I was always into cars going to the different car shows. And then, I mean, I think everybody has their niche that they, they get into, mm -hmm. um, but this just turned into like a full blown obsession as you can tell behind <laughs> yeah. me here. Right? <laughs> yeah. I like your set. Mind to shame. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. It's, um, it's just become part of every aspect of my life. Like it's, I mean, it's like my whole house. It's, it's what I do on the weekends. It's my hobby. It's also my work. So it's just, you know, it's a, it's a full-time love affair, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's incredible. And that's actually people. That is Jovita's house. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> this uh, is people... actually my dining room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Oh, thanks. That's, thanks. I mean, if, if I was a bachelor, I would have you uh, come interior decorate my house. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's a crazy collection. Um, was your first car a Mopar or what was your first car? Actually, no, it wasn't. My first okay. car was, okay, wait for it. A Toyota Echo. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually kept that thing for 12 years, believe it oh, or not. Oh, wow. You know, That's a I long had time. To, I, yeah, I had to use like two D cell batteries to like jump it every now and then, but... <laughs> So when you had when you had the Echo, were you dreaming of a Mopar, or did that was that something that just came later? Uh, no, yeah, I was. I was dreaming about Mopars. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of counting sheep, that's what I was counting. Like <laughs> body Mopars. But um, <laughs> that's funny. But oh. um, yeah, so that's kind of how it started. And I mean, everybody's got to pay their dues, you know, driving their Honda Civics or whatever. And there's nothing wrong Guilty. with cars. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to start somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my starter car and, you know, um, got into a couple accidents and, you know, got, got that all out of my system. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and then, um, and then my first Mopar was, uh, um, uh, V6 2006 charger. So okay. like that first gen of the modern gens. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where it all started for me and it just blew up. From there. Let, me, <laughs> let me ask you this. So you get this sure. SXT charger right. and it's a V6. Yeah. Do you regret it immediately? Like, oh, I wish I would have gotten the V8. How did this evolve? I want to know. I want to know the story of how you got into um, okay. the crazy so, cars. So when I got that first one, um, mm -hmm. I didn't regret it right away. I actually loved it. Um, I love the body style of it. I love the aggressive look. Yeah. And, you know, that those first gen modern ones. Um, were kind of muscular looking and everything. And I sure. loved it. Yeah. You know, I kept it for a couple of years and then, um, for a weekend car, I had an RT challenger. So I had both of them at the same time. So okay. I kind of had the best of both worlds, right? I did have uh -huh. a V8 and then I had the V6 and then, um, I ended up trading, um, well, I was trading one and selling the RT and then I got, um, the 2014 black, uh, charger and that's when I started modding the car and that's okay. kind of where uh, CMC came about okay so um, so I started yeah go on uh, I was wondering so you get this car how deep are you in the scene 
when you have these cars? Are you going to local events and stuff, or is this just uh, kind of a buildup? Yeah. So, so when I got the first two cars, that's when I started going to um, car shows only, no okay. car meets. So mm -hmm. just car shows and seeing what everybody had, and started talking to people, and I started meeting people. And they're telling me about these different clubs. And there's mm -hmm. a couple of clubs um, back then where you had to have a certain amount of mods, you know, <laughs> to be to be in the club. So I started, you know, seeing what people were doing. And then I started looking online and seeing all these different forums on Facebook and mm -hmm. all the ideas I was getting. So I thought it was great. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. this is wild, right? <laughs> So then um, CMC was born because okay. I went to my first car meet and it was um, uh, like a, a different Mopar group and they didn't really do too much and there wasn't a lot of meets. And I thought, you know, how can I change this? How can I create something that has an online forum and a place where everybody can meet locally mm -hmm. and as well as like all across Canada? So that's, that's when CMC was born. So we, it was about six years ago now, I would say. Okay. Six, yeah, about six years ago. Um, and that's when I had that the black um, V6 charger. Okay. And then I started, yes, yeah, so I started CMC. And, uh, yeah, that's the car that kind of started it all when I actually ended up trading that one in for the Super B that you see now. Yeah. I actually brought the club with me to the dealership. And we have both cars side by side, the Super B and the V6 Charger. And we did this whole like farewell send off and cruise <laughs> leaving cool. uh, the dealership. It was pretty neat, actually. So, because that car That's had a lot of meaning to me. And I know a lot of people were like, oh, you're president of, you know, Canadian Mopar Club. You have so many members and you're driving a V6. And I'm like, you know what? Don't knock the V6 because that <laughs> car started this club. Yeah. And it started a movement, really, I think. Sure. Um, and I think. The club changed a lot of people's lives and gave people something to look forward to every week because we did weekly meets for okay. years every wow. Friday. So, I mean, it's, cool. it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun too. So, I want to I want to rewind a little bit back to okay. right when you got rid of that Echo and you got into the Charger. <laughs> did you yeah. have Did you have a lot of car friends while you had the Echo and like your transition into the Charger, or was that something that came about because of the Charger? What, Chris? What are you trying to say? You know, I I haven't heard of any Toyota Echo clubs, so I'm just wondering how that worked out. You know out. what? There's, there's probably in there. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I was not in the car scene at that time. Okay. I actually had, so that joke I said about um, jump-starting the car with two diesel yeah. batteries, a guy actually said that to me as he was making fun of me for the car I was driving. <laughs> so I just started uh, running with it and using that joke. <laughs> no, that's funny. About it. I like that. But, you also, um, you kind of glossed over the fact that you also had a challenger. So yeah, yeah. How did, did that? How did, did that, that come about? You got a charger, um, and then you went and got a challenger. I, I'm trying to yeah, figure out how yeah. this Yeah, it was out. it was it was kind of like the the weekend warrior. Um, oh, okay. And that's kind of what I was driving on the weekends, and you know, mm -hmm. like on Fridays to work just to be cool. <laughs> 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 and um, but yeah, those cars. I don't know how many years I actually had them for now that I think about it. Probably like, so, oh yeah, I guess that was kind of a long time if you think about it. Probably like <laughs> four or five years for both of those cars. Oh, wow. And then I traded up to the 2014 because um, I didn't buy them brand new. So Okay. Yeah. So if I, if I have this timeline right, you didn't start the club until you had the 2014, correct? Yeah, that's right. 
Okay. Um, was that something that just, I mean, how do you go about getting a bunch of people together <laughs> and say, Hey, let's, let's, I'm starting this club. I'm curious how that, how that worked out. Um, so I, I, uh, so like I said, I went to that first meet mm-hmm. and I saw kind of what was going on and I was like, okay, this is cool, but you know, I want to start something where we do a lot more different things. We do cool things. We do events. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to bring people together. That was like my whole thing was bringing people together. And I wanted to meet more people in the car scene and more Mopar people. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started an online um, club. Actually, actually I had met somebody online and they had kind of like given me this page that they had started. It was Mm -hmm. a charger page. And he said, you know, I'm selling my charger. I'm starting a Ram page. Here you go. Take over this page. I can't remember how many people in there, like a hundred or something like that. Okay. And he goes, he goes, take this over and, um, you know, I'll make you the admin, whatever. This is your page. So that's when I um, changed it to the CMC and it's become what, what it has today. So it's, um, wow. yeah, that's kind of like how it started. And, and we did like our first meet, we did it at like a Krispy Kreme and, we had like, I think it was like 40 cars show up and oh, wow. it was great. So it just, it just kind of flew. And then, like I said, we did for years and years straight, we did every Friday, even through winter, <laughs> even nice. if we had like, you know, three or four people show up in the winter time. Um, and they weren't even Mopars because not everybody has, um, you know, winter Mopars like we okay. do all the time, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it, was, it was great though, like, cause it just, I was um, kind of like, I, I would accept anybody that had a Mopar. Like it didn't mm-hmm. matter what your car was or what your vehicle was. Um, as long as it was a Mopar, you had um, the interest in it and you wanted to learn about it and whatever. And um, yeah, so I'd let pretty much anybody in the club, as long as you were respectful and, and you genuinely had a, a love for Mopar and you were, you wanted to, to learn and see other people's cars and get ideas. So I think that's why um, the club has done so well because it's kind of all inclusive. And then um, once, you know, once all the meets and stuff started up, I started to do special events too. Okay. So I thought that that kind of took it a step ahead from some of the other clubs. So, yeah. How many members do you have? Um, just under 2,000, I believe. Oh, wow. Or I'm already crested 2,000 now. Actually, I haven't checked in a while. <laughs> wow. And that's all across Canada. And we do have a few people that are um, from the U.S. And, and other places as well. I, I know I'm in the group, and I, I feel weird chiming in every once in a while. I'm like, gosh, I'm the guy in the <laughs> USA, like, creeping up like, hey, guys. Um, oh, no, no. We, we have people <laughs> all over because... We're so close to, to Washington, right? So yeah. we actually had, um, so there's a group in Washington that we had um, planned on doing some meets with and cruises, um, but okay. it just didn't work out due to COVID and that. So um, that is something that we're planning on doing once um, everything sort of settles down. And you're open to all Mopars from, from all years and stuff, or is it only the modern stuff? No, no, everything. So See, we I have like, like old school Mopars. We even have, um, well, we don't have any Fiat's, I don't think, but <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, yeah, pretty much everything, honestly. That's cool. Uh, so I, you also work at a Chrysler dealership, right? Yeah, I do. You know, a lot of people don't know that or they do know yeah. it and they think I'm a salesperson. So I'm actually not a salesperson. <laughs> I work in accounting. 
you would make a great salesperson. I I don't know. Oh, I, thank you. I I thought you were in sales, and I know we've talked previously, and you said you were in accounting, yeah. and I was like, wow, I I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. But that's how long have you been working at uh, Chrysler? Um, I'm gonna say just over a year, not too too long. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I um. I, I mean, I've been an accountant for the last I don't know 15 years or so. Oh wow. And um, so. I got laid off about a year and a half ago um, and it was like before Christmas time and oh, you know, gosh. I was kind of looking for a job and mm -hmm. I was a controller. Um, I was actually a controller at the time. So I was looking for a job and it was really hard after Christmas. And so um, this job at the Chrysler dealer showed up and it was like new year's <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't the caliber of the position that I wanted. But I thought, you know what, let's just give it a shot. And so I did. And it was like, um, you know, like a lower level accounting job. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit. And then I got laid off for, for <sighs> four months. And then I started up again. But um, honestly, I love it. Like, it, I don't have tons of responsibility and stress. But I get to drive the cars. And um, if you follow me on Instagram, you get to see what I'm driving every day. And I can oh, yeah. show people. And it's, it's not always glamorous. <laughs> I've got like uh you know like caravans or like hot <laughs> or whatever right Nissan Altimas and stuff, but it's kind of neat because I get to drive other cars too and not just Mopar and you know you can like even I had a Tesla a couple of times so you get to to compare the different brands and see <laughs> the differences right. Hey, hey, let's let's talk about that Tesla for three seconds. How fast are those things really? Uh, well, I didn't take it up to top speed or anything, okay. but. I, I, I'm going to say the weirdest thing is everything you know about like fuel injected gas vehicles, like just mm. throw it out the window because it's just <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Like acceleration <laughs> like everything's just weird. You let go of the gas pedal and it just stops. It's like, um, <laughs> is that supposed to happen? <laughs> it's just super weird. It's like uh, so much getting used to, like even the door handle, like to get in and get out. It's just not what you think. Like I almost got locked in there because I was trying to look for the handle. I'm like, where is the hat? How do I get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I see. I see on your Instagram. I was. It's funny you brought it up because I was going to ask you. You're always in something new, and I assumed that it was just demos from the dealership. Um, but it, it kind of no, gets me. Actually, it, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's actually the cars that we're selling. So it's like, I mean, they they pretty much give me whatever has gas in it. And then I go and like run my errands for the day and then come back. Oh, so okay. that's why they're always so random. Sometimes I have like brand new oh, vehicles. Yeah. Um, sometimes I have like used ones. And so, yeah, it, it really depends. That's really cool. Yeah. I wish, I wish I could drive cool stuff all the time like that. That's cool. <laughs> um, are they, uh, are they pretty open-minded if you're like, Oh, can I do a, can I do a demo video on this Hellcat over here? Are they pretty cool about that kind of stuff or what? Um, actually I do, I do videos with other dealerships as well. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's how it kind of started. I started off doing some YouTube videos for another dealership. And then, so I kind of don't, I don't do all my personal stuff at the dealership I work at. Okay. I kind of move around and, and do stuff elsewhere, but we always have cool vehicles. As you guys have probably seen, there's always Vipers or Viper trucks or, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. there's always cool stuff. <laughs> on the lot, so. So that, yeah, that's cool. What's the oh, coolest? Yeah. What's the coolest car you've gotten to take out from your dealership? Um, hmm. probably that F8 uh, Hellcat Charger. Yeah, I like that yeah, one. Cool. 
Yeah, that was nice. Do, does your dealership like, hey, you can't be going over to those other places. You know, you work here. Do they ever give you any crap about yeah, that? Yeah, kind of they do. They do. <laughs> um, they do. Because when when I um, started the club, one of the really cool things that I did was um, we got a partnership with a local dealership. Mm-hmm. So they gave us like special pricing and discount on parts and service, which oh, I don't I don't know of any other club that that has that. That's pretty, um, cool. it's pretty good. It's a pretty good price for like new vehicles and stuff. Um, so, yeah, so I had started that. And then when I started the job, um, you know, I was I was telling them, you know, in my interview, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I've got this partnership with this this dealership. And, you know, I helped <laughs> them order the cars and stuff because that's what I used to do for like I would help them order the cars and they sold all the cars one spring. So they're like, Oh yeah, you know, we're going to order cars again. Like come, come help us do that. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, and I, I told this place that I was starting at and they were just like, Oh my God, no, that that's going to stop. You're not doing that anymore. See, um, I would have called the other dealership and said, Hey, do you need a, somebody to actually order? Yeah, cars full time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that God, that's cool. They had you ordering cars. Wow. That's a, uh, well, just get, like, uh, like personally, like just, it was, I didn't even work there. They were just like, Oh yeah. Like we're, we're doing the orders. Like come on by and, and tell us what, what, what color the cars need to be or like what needs to be in it. And it was pretty neat. It was pretty fun. Wow. To do, so. wow. What kind of allocation yeah. does Canada get compared to the United States? Cause I know I can pretty much order whatever I want here. Do you guys, are you guys limited uh, to what you can get up there? Cause I, I mean, they're built in Canada, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we are. And I think, um, I mean, I don't, I don't get to see a lot of that being on the accounting side, but sure. um, the special vehicles, I don't think uh, you can just order it. You have to have a certain amount of like, there's like a, a quota. I want to say like you have to sell X amount of minivans or X amount of Rams before you're allowed to order like a TRX sure. or yeah. a super stock or something like that. You can't just, place orders like that so that's that was kind of interesting to me because if you see certain dealerships don't get everything right yeah. so yeah yeah that's a there's a dealership up here that i don't want to say their name because i don't want to give them any press because they're mean to me <laughs> yeah, <I just laughs> uh, but they got they got a bunch of trx's and i'm like how did these jerks get that but you um, know what there's one dealership i don't know it's not in washington um i don't know where it is somewhere in in the middle of usa they have like mm-hmm. seven Oh wow! And I was like, "How did they get seven? Like all <laughs> all our dealerships, we were lucky to get one." Wow! Do yeah, you guys so. in Canada? Do you guys do the uh, second sticker markup where the dealer gets the car and they have the MSRP, and then you look at the other sticker and it's like ten thousand dollars more? Uh, it won't be a second sticker. It'll just be <laughs> it'll huh? just be the one. <laughs> but wow. yeah, I think so. Wow. I think so. I mean, that's the case with the TRX. Like sure. there's the MSRP and then mm-hmm. yeah, the dealer wants yeah. a lot more because it's special, <laughs> right? So yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely the case. Interesting. It's got it's, it's got to be crazy to work for uh, something like a company that you're so passionate about, right? Is like, are you happy every day you go to work? You're like, yeah, you know, I'm surrounded by Mopars every day. That's got to be cool, right? I am, I am. It is really cool. And um, so because so the dealership that I work for is not part of a corporation; it's owned oh. by one person. Okay. So the owner um, and I get along really well and he's got this, you know, really big car collection. So he's taken me to his warehouse to see it. And I don't know if, if I've shown you some pictures of it, but oh my gosh, yeah. the stuff that he's got in there is amazing. There's like special oh. edition Vipers in there. I didn't even know existed. Really? It's wow. It's just so cool. 
Yeah. Wow. It's really cool. Sounds like a cool guy to know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. sure. Um, have you ever thought about getting into sales or is that something you're like not feeling? I'm just curious. You know, you know what? Um, I have thought about it. Um, but I just always thought it was going to, it would be in poor taste because I am president of a Mopar club and mm -hmm. I have a lot of members locally and I just didn't think, I, I don't know. I just always thought it wouldn't look very good if I was trying to like make money off my members or, and stuff like that. Sure. But what I, what I do um, is if somebody comes into my dealership, I'll help them. Like uh, yeah. I can you know, help them look, look at the numbers. Um, and I love talking to people. So I'm always yeah. out talking to customers anyways. And for me, it's not about the money. It never has been. Right. Yeah, sure. So I mean, I just do it for fun anyway. I've um, probably, I've I, probably got better deals or uh, I probably paid more for cars than I should have just because I liked the person. I was like, I yeah. like your personality. I'll pay a little bit more from you than I would from that jerk over there. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, and uh, you know what? I, I, I laugh at some of the salesmen. I'm not saying of the place that I work at, but just in general, because a lot of them don't know about car, about the cars, like even cars yeah. in general. They're just yeah. like, they're, they're literally a true salesperson. Yeah. It's just a job. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually, I kind of tease some of the sales guys. I'll be like, what does SRT stand for? And they're like, uh, <laughs> oh, man. That... I do that all the time. And they're like, uh. <laughs> See, no, I think that I think that's powerful. If I was the sales manager, I'd, I'd have to pull you aside and be like, look, I, I see that you're passionate about these cars, more passionate than any of these jokers. We need to get you out <laughs> on that floor because a passion, I think passion sells cars. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as you don't push yeah. it too hard. If a family comes in looking at a grand caravan, like I think this charger over here, this SRT fits you a little bit better. Come on over <laughs> here and look at this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool. So tell me about this Super V. I didn't realize, I, I mean, I've seen them obviously, but I didn't realize that you have a very special edition. Tell me a little bit about that. Tell me, first of all, tell me how you found out that car was, I mean, that's obviously a special allocation to the dealer that you bought it from. So I'm curious Tell me from the beginning how you found out that car was coming. Was that the one you wanted? Like, tell me the story behind the Charger Super V. Okay, so um, so the previous Charger that I had came from the same dealer. Um, okay. So it's, it, it started off by just being an, an ad online. So I looked at the ad and they didn't have, so the description didn't match the picture of the car. <laughs> so that was the first thing. So it said it was an SRT Super B 2014. Um, and the picture was just of an SRT. Because, oh, okay. you know, you can tell by the hood. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. Right. So I was like, okay, so that was my first thing. So I called up and, and I, start, I talked to them about it. And I told them, I was like, you know, I'm just letting you know. Like, because I'm like, okay, I, I realize that you guys don't have the vehicle yet. Because this vehicle is coming from like four or five hours away. So they said, yeah, you know, we don't have it yet. This is the picture that we put up there. And it's pretty much what it looks like. And I'm like, well, no, that's not right. And he's like, oh, okay. And so that was the first, you know, <laughs> I already rubbed the sales guy the wrong way. Because I told him I put the wrong picture up. So he's like, okay, well, you know, he kind of gave me the gist of it. It had, um, I think when I was buying it, it had 15,000 kilometers on it. Oh, wow. So it's still like. You know, brand new, brand new. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, and it was white, right? Yeah. I already knew the color of it. So I knew that this thing was going to be special. I just had a feeling about it. Didn't know what it looked like. 
didn't really know the story of it. Just knew this thing was coming and I, and I had to see it. I had to have it. So I actually ended up putting a deposit on it. Sight unseen. <laughs> nice. Because right? I didn't want anyone else to see it. I didn't want anyone else to drive it. I didn't want anyone else to touch it. <laughs> um, so then I found out they actually drove it. So I wasn't like super happy about that. So I thought it was going to be like flat bedded or something. Right. So they had a yeah. driver drive it like five hours. Um, and then it got there and it was like a Saturday. So I called the sales guy and I was like, okay, you know, he, the car is there. I'm going to go see it on Saturday when it, when you guys get it. And he's like, well, listen, I'm not going to be working on Saturday. Can you come in on, I think it was Sunday. And I was like, no, I'm not waiting. I want to see this car. Like, <laughs> if uh, I like it, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. So he's like, well, you know, I'm not going to be there. So you can't see it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you're going to lose out on the sale then because I'm going. So I went there on Saturday. <laughs> he didn't show up. He didn't show up. Someone else showed me the car. As soon as I saw it, this thing was mint. Hmm. Perfect leather. Like, the steering wheel was perfect. Um, everything. Like, it was just, just completely stock brand new and i had looked it up after i saw it because it didn't look the same as the regular super bees mm -hmm. like everything was different um and i don't know do you know if or anybody watching if you know the the history of the super bee this is the way i like to explain it i don't know if it's exactly right but um so the super bee was offered as like a cheaper version of the srt Okay. So if you wanted the 6.4392 engine, but you didn't want to pay for all the extras that the SRT came with, you would get the Super B, right? So it was the cheaper option. So what they did was they stripped out like the leather, the suspension, the active cruise control, the wheels, uh, the bigger screen, and a few of the SRT pages. That's what you wouldn't get with the Super B. So it, it was also okay. a different hood, right? Different hood. Um, so this SRT that I had was white, Super B, right? It had the SRT wheels with the satin vapor. Um, it didn't have the suspension, but it had full leather. It had the uh, 8.4 screen. And it had the SRT pages. Like, it, I was just looking at this thing going, like, this something, like, I don't think the dealer would have added all these things back. So after looking into it, um, we found out that it was a satin vapor edition. And I okay. knew like right away, like these guys don't know what they have with this car. <laughs> and I didn't know it was one of 10 until after I had bought the car. So I did wow. buy it the same day, bought it the same day. Um, I actually ended up taking, cause I traded in the black one, uh -huh. ended up taking both cars home. They let me take my old car home and strip it back and put it back to stock and then bring it back to them. <laughs> it was crazy. Huh. I didn't even give them any money, put the <laughs> deposit down and everything. And they said, yep, take your car back, put it back to stock and bring it back. Um, and then that's when I did the, the cruise when I had to give it back. But, um, but yeah, then I, I ended up finding out that it was one of 10. Um, really? Globally. Yep. So there was only 10 cars ordered um, in the same configuration as this. So the white Super B with the satin vapor package added to it um, in the world. Wow. I think there's only cool. nine. I think it was like nine in Canada, one in the U.S., something like that. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, 
but I mean, as soon as you see it, you just you just know it's something different because you usually see the other colors. Sure. Um, so there is other satin vapor editions as well. Um, there's the red and um, the granite and the white one. Wow, that's. I mean, I don't have I don't have <laughs> one of ten anything. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? And it was it was kind of a fluke because I didn't know either. I mean, I knew there's yeah. something special about it. Um, it was like, you know, they say like the car picks you or whatever, but I really yeah. think in this case it was like meant for me. So, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I mean, that had to have been a pleasant surprise, like one in 10. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, that. That's... I don't think it makes it any more, um, valuable because it's not a numbered car, mm. but, uh, I mean, in my eyes it's priceless. So. Uh, there's always you always have a leg up when you go okay go find another one you know yeah <laughs> good luck that's true oh that's that's um, cool and oh, you know what through through doing the videos on youtube i've actually met a few other owners of them oh, really oh cool. yeah so that's pretty neat right on um so you're the president of the canadian mopar club two thousand members do you have a vice president? Do you have like a treasurer? How does this work? Or are you the kingpin? And it's just Jovita at the top of the mountain. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just me. Um, I do have admins on the page, okay. on the Facebook page. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of like where we started on Facebook. But um, other than that, um, it's pretty much me. Uh, when we are doing meets, um, I do get the admins to help out, like give me ideas or, okay. or um, to to like hold a meet if I'm not able to do it. Um, but for the most part, I do pretty much everything, um, like the merch. Um, we slowed down on that because I don't really push it. I never have even the stickers and stuff. There's no like prerequisites. You don't have to have a sticker on your car. You don't have to buy a T-shirt. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. And then all the special events and like planning. That's all. Yeah, I do it all by myself. <laughs> so wow. it, it is a lot of work, uh, especially yeah. when we're doing it weekly. And we were doing like special events on the weekends. It it did. Uh, it took up a lot of my time for sure. Yeah, that's that's pure passion. I mean, if yeah, you're not pushing, if you're not pushing merch, then that tells me that you're not in it for the money. You're in it for the passion. That's always a good thing. Um, yeah, no, I never have. I never have because I I that was the one thing that I didn't like when I first got into the scene. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, you got to buy a sticker or you got to like send us 20 bucks and you get this like number for your car or whatever. Um, I don't, and, and I, I also have like, well, it's, it's not a rule. It's like a non-rule, I guess, but you can be in as many clubs as you want. You can't, you don't have to just be in my club and you can't be in other ones. And I'm pretty, wow. I'm really supportive of other Mopar groups in the area as well. You know, like, there's other ones that start up all the time and, and they're like, Oh, you know, like I don't want to step on any toes. And I'm like, you know what, if you need any help, like just, just send me a message. Like I'm pretty easy going. Like I'm not going to shut you down or anything. Like it's all good. Right. Cause we're all, we're all part of the same community and we all, we're all trying to do the same thing. Right. So. Yeah. That's, that's really yeah. cool. Um, so you were talking earlier about maybe doing some collaborative uh, stuff with people in Washington, clubs in Washington. So do you come down to Washington? Like, obviously, when the borders open, do you guys make your way down here? Oh, yeah. Um, well, actually, as a club, we haven't yet. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm always in Washington. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like every weekend. Um, oh, geez. As you can see, I have a, a die cast addiction as well. And that's where I get a lot of my stuff. So I was yeah. I, I had. 
I had a couple questions about that. Um, I noticed that you do the die cast stuff and it seems like you buy them in lots. Like for those of you that don't know, <laughs> Jovita is like the queen of die cast. She's got so many die cast cards like this little shelf back here. That's, that's all I got. I mean, I got some in my closet cause I don't have any room and I'm, I've yeah. been sitting here staring at your room and I'm just like, God, that's cool. <laughs> I'm super jealous. Um, Actually, so do you, I, uh, I I put this one up here on my on my yeah. table. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I love an A one hundred. Sweet. Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, nice. Well, okay. Let's start from the beginning with diecast. I, I, we can okay. go so many directions. I do want to get back to the club, but yeah. when when did your passion for diecast get sparked? This is a this is really curious to me because I my wife will go to like Target and stores and she'll come home with like three because she goes to those aisles now because she knows that I like to go to them so she'll bring me home stuff. Yeah, yeah. And she'll be like, yeah. do you have this one yet? And I'm like, no, I don't actually. Good job. I love that. Um, but it's just it's blowing my mind that you're so involved in diecast and some of the pictures that you posted, I'm like, does she buy like lots of like pallets of these things or what? <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. So everybody starts off with Hot Wheels, I think, um, ever yeah. since you were a kid. Sure. Um, I don't have any of the Hot Wheels I had as a kid and I don't even remember being heavy into it when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and then I started, once I got back into the Mopar, like when I got into Mopar, I started buying the Hot Wheels just slowly, like here and there. And then I started buying the M2 machines and different brands, um, but nothing like the scale I have now. It was all just like very small. Yeah. And then I started, you know, buying a little bit more and buying a little bit more and collecting and then started collecting like all the signs and um, other memorabilia, like Mopar memorabilia as well. Yeah. Um, and then, um, COVID hit mm. and I needed to strategize and think of how I can make some extra money and, and, and grow my collection at the same time. So I started, I did buy, um, a bunch of big lots. Like at one point I had just over 10,000 Hot Wheels in my garage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, and I literally did garage sales and, you know, sold some of them and um, sold to different collectors and I kept all the ones I wanted. So when I buy like bigger lots, I get to keep the ones that I want and, yeah. and grow my own collection and then pay <laughs> for my collection. Right. Um, and then I became a distributor for one of the brands and I started bringing them in. And then um, I was actually like competing with Walmart because I would bring them in and like sell them for like good prices so people could, so I could help people build their collections. So it was like, re it was really cool. Um, and that's kind of what I started doing. And then, you know, the borders got closed and I wasn't able to go, <laughs> to go across uh. anymore. But, um, but being in the die cast world and meeting people online and even in person, it, it, it's this whole new world that I never mm. knew existed. And it's, it's so cool because I've got, friends all over and you know like they'll send me stuff and i'll send them stuff if i see something like it's just it's really cool and there's like dioramas and there's just so many things that you know it, it Mocard is cool. has brought me yeah it's uh i don't know how you find time because i i loved 
going to like Hobby Lobby or any of those craft oh, well, stores with my wife. <laughs> I can yeah, see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like I, just the die cast part of it, like yeah, the yeah, rest yeah. Of it is, yeah. <laughs> I always beeline it for the metal signs and and then I go to the models yeah, and check sure. out the M2 machines because sure. that's it seems like that's where I found all the good M2 machines because those are my favorite. And yeah. uh, I I got I started collecting them and I had this wild inkling that I wanted to do dioramas, right? And I was like, okay, oh, that would yeah, that would be yeah. cool. Cause I'm a I'm a, you know, I like finding old cars and stuff. So I was like, mm -hmm. I want to, I want to do one. I want to do like a ratty old Daytona, you know. And <laughs> so I got I went to Hobby Lobby, got the car, got all the little stuff, and I created yeah, I, I yeah, still yeah, have yeah. it. It's the only yeah. one I've ever done because it took so much time. Right. And I was I don't have time for it. So I'm amazed that you have time to play with them, but I made this. So I, I stripped it. Oh, you can't really. Oh, yeah, you can. Oh, I stripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stripped it down and put it like in like like a little sand thing, so it looks like yeah, it's in yeah, the yeah. desert, and yeah. uh, just made it look like a total piece of crap. And uh, <laughs> I, I have uh, a diorama like that. Actually, it's like yeah. behind. You probably can't see it, but I can. Uh, I can show it to you later. But yeah, yeah it's sure. it's really. Yeah, it's it's fun, and I wish I would have gotten into it when I was younger because I think of all the cool stuff I could have made. But I just yeah. I just getting into the details and stuff. Cause I, I don't want to throw something together that I I'm not proud to show off. So I'm like, Oh yeah. gosh, I just yeah. don't have time. So now I just, I throw them on this little shelf and I have to cycle them out because I just don't have any room. So yeah, I know. Uh, I'm jealous of all I'm your good. shelves. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, yeah. Your collection yeah. is just amazing. <laughs> That's um, cool. But like I said, like cars are my whole life. Like yeah. <laughs> my living room, my living room is full of stuff. I have a hood in my living room. I have my four, wheels and tires as my coffee tables and like this is my dining room so <laughs> it's everywhere even my oh. bedroom like my my bedside tables are like movie themes and each side and it's like die cast cars or whatever so yeah i have i have a lot of different things that i collect but they're mostly it's mostly all based around mopar or die cast so i i did notice that you had um another slight collection or obsession whatever you like to call it of back to the future stuff yeah and jurassic park those oh two. and jurassic park oh yeah okay yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. i see i saw the skull <laughs> the skull that thing yeah. is badass i like that. oh thank you that's cool <laughs> um yeah that's uh gosh um it's funny that um you're on the show today and you're a fan of back to the future because today i was yeah. driving i was driving at work and um i was training a guy and yeah I don't know if you guys have these up where you're at, but in these neighborhoods that I drive through, they have these little, they're almost like, um, I guess they're kind of like mailboxes, but they're wooden and they have little doors and they're like, uh, they're called public libraries where people just go and they oh, trade yeah, books yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were stopped in front of a house cause I'm a garbage man by trade and mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I don't work at a cool Mopar dealership like Jovita, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I looked over and I, I don't know why, but I always look into them. And uh, mm -hmm. today mm -hmm. I saw one and the book said DeLorean. And I was like, oh, interesting. No and I've always been <laughs> interested in the story of John DeLorean. Yeah. And I want to get into it a little bit more. And I was like, mm -hmm. hold on, dude, stop the truck. So I got, I got out <clears throat> and I pulled the book and it was his like autobiography. So I was like, oh, oh cool. cool. Yeah. So cool. It, it, crazy coincidence that you just happen to be a fan of Back to the Future. Do you like DeLoreans? Yeah, I do. I think they're yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah. And you don't see a lot of them. There's... Um, there's actually a guy locally here that's starting his own museum and he's got a couple DeLoreans in it. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So it's pretty neat. 
I haven't told I haven't told anybody this, but I every once in a while when I have time, which I really don't, I dabble in Photoshop. And okay. I, I really got <laughs> I really got into composites and I was to promote my podcast. This, I'm going to sound like an uber dork right now, but I was going to do this. I was going to recreate the Back to the Future movie poster, right? With the font and everything. It was going to say oh, yeah, talking yeah, Mopars. It was going to say yeah. talking Mopars. Like and and I, I was going to I went on Amazon and I found the knockoff, um, the Nike Air Mags. I got the, I found the uh, Back to the Future 2 <laughs> so jacket. Yeah, I, I, found, I found it all. And I was going <laughs> to I was going to see if somebody somewhere or I, I would probably have to crop it out. But I wanted yeah. to turn a wing car into a time machine. So basically, like, just swap out oh, the DeLorean God, for a wing yeah, car. And the then Marty McFly, I, I would be the fatter version of Marty oh. McFly. And uh, <laughs> I was going to do I was going to do this composite and it was going to be badass. I just haven't oh, had time. No, it's still I in my head. Hoverboard you can borrow, too. Hey, <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> um, that's a yeah, that's cool. I, I like I've always been a fan of Back to the Future and the DeLorean. Yeah, I, such a great movie. It is. Yeah. And I, I was talking to my trainee and he's got a couple young kids like, uh, you know, preteen. And mm -hmm. his son was like, Dad, can we watch Back to the Future? And his son had never seen Back to the Future. And, and the guy was like, I was so excited because there's so many 80s movies that I could show my kid. Oh, yeah. I and like, I just oh. I love seeing people's reactions when they see like yeah. movies like that, especially kids. are like, what is that? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I, I the dork in me wants to see a Hemi swap DeLorean. I don't know how anybody would pull oh, that off, man. but I would I'd lose my mind if I saw a Hemi yeah, swap that'd DeLorean. Be, that'd be pretty uh, rad. That would yeah, be pretty yeah. rad. Total blasphemy, but it would still be rad. I, I yeah. wouldn't complain <laughs> about that at all. Um, how many how many die cast cars do you have? Do you even have count? I don't have a count. No. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Um, I want to say more than a thousand. And I okay. feel like it's probably way more, <laughs> but I don't know. To be honest, I have no idea. I actually even have like boxes of cars too. Oh, wow. But I don't have on display. So yeah, uh, I have a lot. <laughs> See, I can't, I can't judge people for their obsessions. I can't judge people for their obsessions because for a long time, and I still kind of have it, um, mm -hmm. old car magazines, old hot rods and stuff. I love yeah. to go through them and I always yeah. butcher them and I take all the cool car ads. I have nothing but vintage car ads above me right now. And, mm -hmm. uh, it's just super cool. So I can't, I can't sit here and go, gosh, you're crazy. All those, <laughs> you know, all the, all the die cast cars. Cause everybody has yeah. their little, their little thing. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, it's also a great investment because, um, yeah. I mean, like Hot Wheels are going up in value like, every day, like not all of them. But I mean, if you were around in the 60s and you got to to get the first ones that came out, like the red line. Oh, yeah. Um, those are worth like, I don't know, like 500 bucks each car. Some of them like it's crazy. It's unbelievable. Uh -huh. um, and even some of the new stuff that comes out depending on what people are into at the time, like square bodies are really big right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just amazing. And then they have like special edition cars as well. And yeah, it's really cool. Let's like, get into um, it. Oh, hold on a second. Let's get into this real quick yeah. because I've always wanted to know the answer to this. And I have an expert now on the show. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> explain to me, explain yeah. to me. I always see, um, because seeing all your posts and I have a little collection I, I'm always looking and now Facebook, like their algorithm, like knows what I like. So now in marketplace, I just get yeah. ads for uh, Hot Wheels and diecast stuff. And I always yeah. see the terms chase 
and treasure hunt. Please explain those terms oh, to me. Okay, okay. Okay, so let's see if I have it. Do I have one of them out here? Probably not, but okay. So a chase is a special card that they put in the set that's okay. worth more. It's like special. So it'll be like, so let's say the regular production of the regular vehicles, or say they make like 10,000, mm -hmm. the chase will be like one of 500 or one of 750. Okay. And then they have like a super chase as well sometimes. And it'll be like a raw version of the car. So it'll be unpainted raw metal uh, with the tampos or whatever designs on them. Um, yeah. And that'll be like one of 250. And that's for like M2 machines. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so I have a, I have a couple of M2 worth. machines that are pretty crazy. So I was wondering. Yeah. Those are worth, um, some of them are worth a lot of money depending really? on what they are. Yep. And then with the Hot Wheels, and I can't, it's almost like I don't want to give the secrets out, but with the Hot Wheels, um, in every case, well, not every case, but in um, every release, I should say, okay. they have a couple of special cars. So they'll have uh, treasure hunts, uh -huh. and then they'll have super treasure hunts. Does this say so it on the package, or how do you know? How do you no, know? No, how do you no, know no, what the. You gotta have the eye. You gotta be oh. a hunter. Okay. So you know, you know how you're the Mopar hunter. Yeah. <laughs> There's like Hot Wheels hunters. I kid you not. Nice. That will fight you in the aisle. <laughs> wow. As you're looking for these cars, so yeah, people. I mean, so you go to Walmart and you buy like a dollar Hot Wheel or two dollar Hot Wheel. Mm -hmm. Some of them, if you could find that special one, could be worth like, you know, sixty to a hundred to two hundred dollars. Just for that one car, if you can okay. find it. Okay, that makes sense because I. But it's really hard to find. <laughs> I, I go, I go to the dollar bins looking for the Mopars. I, but I see yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I see, yeah. I see people every once in a while feverishly digging like to the yeah. bottom of these things, and I'm like, okay, that must that's be like the treasure hunter or whatever. But I just don't know. <laughs> I just great. didn't know. Um, yeah, I did, no, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I kind of uh, with the M2 machines. I knew that Chase meant something special, and I actually have. Um, I believe it was a chase. It's a, it's a, it's like a semi truck and it says uh scat packs unite or something like that. It's got gold wheels. Oh yeah. It, yeah. Okay. I, so the gold, that's how you tell. Yeah. yeah okay, that's like okay. your first indicator is the gold. Okay. So the yeah. M2 machines does the gold. Okay. And then hot wheels does for their super treasure hunts. They use spectra flame paint. What's that? So it's like, it's just like shinier and a little bit more metallic. But okay. sometimes it's really hard to tell the difference between that one and the regular ones. <laughs> and they'll have a tiny little symbol on it, too. Really? So you have to find that. And then, and they have rubber wheels okay. where all the rest of them will have plastic wheels. But that's oh, they like have the real one. riders. Real riders, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know a little. I know a little. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard to tell, though. It's, like, so hard. Okay. So, yeah. And then um, I don't know if you know Greenlight collectibles. So Greenlight yeah. will do green wheels or green body car okay wow. so that's their thing so every brand has their own thing johnny lightning has white lightnings so they'll have white wheels or a white base or something white and that's their thing and then like auto world will have um i think they're called lightning strikes um so yeah they have like that'll be like red so yeah, there's, it's hard wow. to tell sometimes, like super hard to tell. M2 Machines has a little sticker on it though, and it'll say like one of two fifty or yeah. one of seven fifty or yeah. yeah. I, I've seen those. Um, what's your favorite brand of diecast? Uh, I'm gonna say M2 Machines. I think. Yeah, 
Me too. Yeah, I like those. probably my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. Um, gosh, that's crazy. I I had a list of questions. Um, just because <laughs> there was so much I wanted to get, I wanted to dig into because yeah. you work you work at the dealership. You know how yeah. you got into Mopars, the diecast stuff, the club. Yeah. Um, let's get into some more of your collection because it, you, you don't just have the Super B, correct? Yes. <laughs> that's right I, I have a couple more okay so i'm trying to figure out where we can start in this i'm trying to figure out when your collection grew and how big it's gotten is it still that big where are you at with your collection you collect everything so let's talk let's talk about your your um, your full scale okay. cars okay so after um the super b mm -hmm. the srt4 addiction started <laughs> how did this and, start um how did it start it was literally i mean i always thought srt4 neons are really cool yeah sure and i'd never i'd never seen one like up close and and actually driven one i just always yeah. thought they were kind of cool um and once you get into a brand you start to see them everywhere have you noticed that like oh yeah oh you know, yeah right and um, so the SRT4s I liked, I'd never seen them, but I always saw charges and challenges everywhere. So one came up um, and I went to go see it. And I took um, a friend from the club, a couple couple people, and we went to go look at it together and um, ended up buying it. And uh, it just kind of started from there. Started meeting other people with, with neons, SRT4 mm -hmm. neons, and, and talking to people and, and getting ideas. And like, where do you find parts for these things? Like, how do you yeah. fix things? What's the first mod that you should do? And I actually did a YouTube video on, on them. And yeah, the collection grew to, I think, five. I had five running, working SRT4s um, at one point. And it was just all about getting them back on the road. Um, kind of like restoring them to their former glory. And then um, I ended up kind of sending out a whole bunch of them back into the world <laughs> last summer after COVID hit and um, mm. had some, some tough times there. But uh, right now I have a stage one SRT okay. for uh, a red one. Um, and that one was built uh, solely in our home garage um okay. pretty much did all of the work ourselves and that one i have it still needs a little bit of work like aesthetically um but the newest project is um an srt for acr in orange blast and uh, so that's the newest thing um i'm hoping to put it together a youtube series uh documenting the progress of the build yeah. so everybody can kind of see um yeah, this thing come back to life. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Don't just gloss over the ACR. I know that my audience, <laughs> my audience, like a lot of us are like hardcore muscle car guys. I'm a, yeah, I'm an yeah. equal. I like to say I'm an equal opportunity Mopar enthusiast. I love all Mopars. Um, yeah, yeah. With the exception, with the exception of PT Cruisers, there's some. Ever since my dad bought one, I just can't get into them. <laughs> I can't. There's something about them. Ever since my dad got one, yeah, it just yeah. pissed me off. So is, I, it a, I just, is it a PTGT? Like no, uh, no, no, no. It's the. It says okay. limited edition, but I'm like, yeah, they don't want to make too many of these things because they just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, now, so uh, hold on. Let me ask you a question. So if okay, you're not okay. into the PTs, are you? What do you think about the Prowlers? Are you the same? You I feel have the same about them. 
No, I here's what what pisses me off about the PT Cruiser is that <laughs> I I feel like they were like, well, we can't keep you know building the uh, the Prowler, so let's just release this car that's kind of got the. <laughs> The old school hot rod look to it. Now the yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I, I say this, I've said this before on this podcast about the Prowler. I do like mm -hmm. them. The problem with the Prowler is it came out ahead of its time. If it had come yeah. out right now with a 6.4 yeah. or Hellcat engine, and they're like, here's the the we'll call it the SRT Prowler, people would mm -hmm. lose their minds. But you know, you go back to when the Prowler came out and it's got like the cheap you know, the, the mid nineties Chrysler interiors or the early 2000 Chrysler interiors. And it's yeah. just not what they're not. Well, that I car. think it was really interesting that it started off um, with Plymouth and then yeah. Chrysler took it for like the last years. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, they, oh, everybody, that was everyone's biggest thing was it was screaming for a V8 mm. and they didn't put one in. And then it also started off as like a project. Like it was a, well, they called it an experiment. They mm -hmm. said it was an experimental car for all aluminum body. And that, that was, that was how they, how they tested it. And then they put it to market. Yeah. I mean, so. I, every time I see one, I go, God, they're cool. But I, and I, I just mm -hmm. cannot get the little, like the V6 and stuff and they're cool cars. I, I, if, yeah, if yeah. someone gave me one or I got a killer deal on one. Yeah. I'd cruise the mm -hmm. hell out of it. You know what I mean? But there's just but so it's much definitely not designed to have a V8 in it because like that front bumper and like the way <laughs> the handling and stuff like that's what they were saying too. But we have one in our showroom actually. I was thinking about doing a video on really because I mean they are really cool. Yeah, they they are cool. Um, I know that people are swapping Hemi's in them. I gotta I gotta look a little bit more into that because I know some oh really some, yeah some maniacs putting a Hellcat in one. I know that somebody <laughs> did a somebody did a five seven and another. Um, so people are doing it. Um, I just mm -hmm. feel like, you know, kudos to Mopar for doing it in the first place back then. But yeah. it was just so, so far ahead of its time. I, I wish yeah. it had come out now more I advanced, agree. but uh, yeah. it just had it had so much potential, but it was just the wrong time. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I do like them. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and hate on them. And I, you know, I, I joke around with PT cruisers a lot because I've gotten a couple pieces of hate mail from people that have PT cruisers. Like I just, oh, I, just, yeah, I, just yeah. I just, I just joke about it. I, I really, I don't hate yeah. them. I just, they're not my favorite car. And I think it's because my dad bought one and he mm -hmm. did it behind my back. And I don't like it when my dad buys cars, especially Mopars behind my back. And I was like, dad, <laughs> what? And my dad, you know, he's always been more of a performance guy, or at least that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. And then he mm -hmm. gets the mm -hmm. weakest PT cruiser you could buy. And I'm like, you didn't get the turbo one. <laughs> I remember, I think I told the story on the podcast. I came home because at the time I was living with my parents and this was years mm -hmm. ago, like 16 years ago or something like that. And uh, mm -hmm. I came mm -hmm. home and my dad was in the driveway and he was shining the chrome wheels on this PT cruiser. <laughs> and I got out of, I got out of my car and uh, I looked at him and he had this smirk on his face. Cause he knew I was about to, <laughs> he knew I was about to rib him for it. And I was like, yeah, Hey, yeah, yeah. I said, that better not be your car. And he laughed and I was like, Oh God, but uh, <laughs> he, he still has it to this day. And he, uh, he knows that it annoys me. So if I say, Hey dad, meet me at this car show, I'll be at this car show or something. He'll, and he'll, bring, be like, he'll, he'll bring the PT <laughs> cruiser. So I'm like, you couldn't bring, cause my dad, the first couple of Mopars that I fell in love with were an 85 Dodge Daytona Turbo Z and my mm -hmm. dad's, my dad's boogie van. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I do have a love for front wheel drive turbo Mopars. And that's where I was going to say earlier, 
it seems like the neon SRT fours got a lot of hate from the muscle car guys. And I never quite mm -hmm. understood why, because mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. all about the high performance heritage of Mopars and they've always tried through every era. Mm -hmm. They've always tried something. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, I thought the SRT fours were awesome when they first came out, you know, it, that was, you know, the front wheel drive turbo Mopars that we've been missing for so long. And now the new, the new, the new version of what, you know, they had as far as performance comes out it and it's a like, crazy car <laughs> yeah it was kind of like i don't know if it was like a a cross between like the tuner scene and like the muscle car thing you know because it was like it was mopar but it had the mitsubishi turbo in it and it appealed to that kind of group of people also i don't know uh, i i absolutely think it had something to do with the tuner market because yeah i mean the early i turned 16 in 2001 and I was like right in the, I enjoyed street racing just before Fast and the Furious came out. And then that ruined it for us. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. <laughs> but the, the SRT4 was cool because it was like, okay, they're at least acknowledging <laughs> that there's a tuner market and that, mm. you know, they didn't, I mean, they come out with a 200 and what, 15 horsepower turbocharged, you know, 230. dog, yeah. 230. Uh, yeah. Dodge yeah, at the that, time, it was the fastest in the Dodge lineup aside from the Dodge Viper. And that's that is a piece of history, right? Like that's pretty yeah. amazing for that time period. So um, I, I actually saw an ad the other day, an old ad for the neon, and it was like under 22 and barely legal because it was like under twenty two thousand dollars, <laughs> right? And yeah. it was like so fast. And the you know, the old commercials are hilarious. It's so funny. Well, yeah, like, it, was, it was an amazing car. I remember when it came out and back in the early 2000s, it was like turbos were really hitting hard and everybody had to have yeah. a front mount intercooler. And this mm -hmm, factory mm -hmm. Dodge comes out with a giant intercooler and everybody's like, oh, oh yeah. but, you know, the tuners, it's like, oh, it's a Dodge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there was yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. there was that stigma. But in my head, I was like, that's cool because it's basically, you know, them kind of throwing back to the front wheel drive turbo Mopars of the eighties. Like we're going to go mm -hmm. back and we're going to get back into this scene because I think those cars were ahead of their time too. Um, yeah. I, I always say the eighties Daytona should have been rear wheel drive with a little three eighteen or a three sixty V eight. And I think that would have changed everything, but um, it's just funny throughout history. Uh, Chrysler has tried uh, to, you know, kind of pander to the, import scene you know they had the dodge mm -hmm. stealth you know with the mitsubishi mm -hmm. 3000 gt and yeah, yeah. i don't know it was it was just a mopar history has always been an interesting time and i i've had people ask me if i'm going to talk about those types of cars i absolutely they're mopars to me <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so even yeah. srt4s i've been mm -hmm. wanting to do an srt4 episode so it's nice to have you on um but you kind of glossed over the acr and i think we need to tell people because i know there's going to be some muscle car guys listening to this that are like Oh, ACR, you know, so that's American mm -hmm. club racer or racing, right? Racing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Racer, so yeah. now yeah. this edition was different from the regular SRT four in that instead of the 17 inch wheels, it had what 16 inch wheels, 16 by sevens. And it seemed like it was more tuned for uh, American club racing where, uh, you know, you're doing road courses and autocross. Um, and from what I understand, they're a little bit lower too, but I, I also understand, I mean, when the ones that I've seen, I've always wondered mm -hmm. what differentiates them. And I noticed the wheels. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I noticed what my favorite part, uh, this is where I become a dork, is the seats. I think the seats in them are really friggin' cool. Yeah, because um, you can you can put the four par, uh, point harness. Yeah. And then it's got um yeah, the different suspension, the Tokiko yeah. Yeah. um struts, and then it's got like strut bars in it. Um and it's got but yeah, let's not forget it's like an extra thirty horsepower. Like holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stage two. Um yeah. and and Everybody hears ACR and they think of a Viper, right? Yeah. This is yeah, an sure. ACR Neon SRD4. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 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 And I think they only made, I think of this color, they only made like 56, something like really? that. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I know that I know the production is limited because I did a little bit of research um, when I heard mm -hmm. you on the free smoke podcast talking about the car where, right. where you and where mm -hmm. you unveiled that you were getting that project. And I was like, I should have had her on the show earlier. Oh, I was mad. Yeah. I was mad. I lost out on that opportunity. So kudos oh, to those what? guys. There's going to there's gonna be a, there's going to be others. Um, I'll tell you a little uh, at the end of the show what I've got my eye on next. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> you go, all you right. Your own exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, tell me the story about how you came across this ACR. Did you always know about the ACR? Um, and then finally you found one. You're like, Oh, I got to get this. How, how did that come about? Well, there was always two, um, I, I, as you know, I'm, I'm all about special edition rare yeah. cars, right? Mm -hmm. Even like with the little cars that I have and the real ones, that's all always what I'm about because I think, I don't know. I always think like in 50 years, like. People are going to be like, oh, my God, like, what is that? It's still alive. Or even like <laughs> they're from 2003 to 2005. Even yeah. people now are like, is that SRT4? What is that? What? <laughs> Turbocharged neon? What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, I'm like, no, these, these things are real. Like, yeah. What's that on the back of the car? Oh, that's a wing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, um, but yeah, so I always was interested in like the commemorative editions or the ACRs and they're so hard to find. Um, and when they did pop up, you know, they were like in really rough condition or yeah. they were, you know, a parts car or something like that. So this one, this one came up and, and it's been a few months. Um, um, but yeah, anyways, it came up and it was in someone's garage and it was like parked for years and years. And it was a couple and um, you know, this guy, his wife, let him keep it in the garage because it had some transmission issues and he didn't want to sell it and kind of held off and held off as long as he could. And then she was like, okay, this thing's got to go, <laughs> you know, we need the space. So yeah. um, I was lucky enough to get it and it's pretty much um, a perfect car. It's like really low kilometers. Um, but how many, how many kilometers are on um, it? Oh, well, I don't even know because I haven't even gone in the car for a long time. So I it's think been... it's like 90,000. 90,000 kilometers. Was he the original was, owner of this thing? Um, no, okay. no, he's not the first owner of it, but okay. he's had it for a long time and it's garage kept. So it's like really, uh, it's not a barn find, but it's a garage uh. find. Like, it's, <laughs> it's in mid condition. But it's got a couple of transmission issues or something? Yeah, yeah. So that's what um, I don't know exactly. So I'm going to need mm -hmm. to get it um, taken to a shop. And then I mm -hmm. want to start doing the show and yeah. really dive into what because I haven't really even figured out what the issue is yet. Okay. I'm thinking it's probably going to need a transmission, but I'm not sure. So how did you find out about the so, car? Were you surfing on Craigslist or something? Yeah, exactly. That's that's, so that's where you find everything. <laughs> a Mopar hunter. I like that's it. That's where I do my Mopar hunting. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that's cool. So uh, you haven't taken possession of the car yet? No, I've had it okay. for a while. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So awesome. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's just been parked for a long time and, and put away. So now it's time to bring it out and start. I want to get this thing on the road. Okay. So you had five SRT4s. Then you yeah. went down to the one red one. And now mm -hmm. you're adding another one. Yeah. The orange, the orange blast ACR. That's cool. That's right. Awesome. <laughs> and then, and then you have the, uh, the super V. So you have, you're, you have That's three, right. you have three Mopars. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a nice collection. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie. They're, they're cool. Um, and I've, I've never understood why some of these older Mopar guys, I don't know if they're just so used to the rear wheel drive V8 American muscle cars. They just don't give the SRT four love. And like I said, I'm just a fan of anything that Chrysler has tried to do to cater to the performance minded people like us. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I, I like them. The problem is you can't find them. Like, and like you're saying, no, when you that's do, just it. that's just yeah, it. Yeah. They're trashed. Every single one that I know of locally is trashed. Um, yeah. And all the nice ones yeah. are obviously their owners love them and take very good care of them. I think I've seen one ACR it's white. Um, he took mm -hmm. the wing off of it, um, oh, but I, I see really him. want a stone white. Oh, yeah, it, it's pretty clean. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's nice. Um, but I've seen what him like, like three times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what, I, what I actually wanted to do originally, and I still might do it, is to get a stone white ACR, put a carbon fiber hood on it, just like my Super B, and like match them. <laughs> that's kind of what, that's, that was what I wanted to do. I'd like to still do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this. Um, mm -hmm. Do you like classic Mopars? I mean, you have to, I right? Do. Yeah. Oh, I do. I love them. And you know, yeah. honestly, I wish I could get a matching Super B. Ooh. Um, Ooh. You know, but yeah, I would love to do that. Um, unfortunately, I don't have uh, the funds to do that. That's why That's I started um, working on the SRT fours because they were yeah. more affordable. Oh yeah, and absolutely. <laughs> it was history I could afford. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, but I yeah, it. my my dream is to have a couple um more than one old <laughs> Mopar for sure. For nice. sure. Without so, a doubt. If you could have any Mopar, th these are my dorky questions. If you could have <clears throat> yeah. any Mopar aside mm -hmm. from what you have now, because obviously that super the super B is really special to you. Um yeah. if you could have any Mopar, what would it be? What's your dream Mopar? Oh man, it's kind of tough. People always ask me that, and I like I want so many of them. <laughs> I don't me too. know. Um, well, okay, so I I really love the wing cars, so I think it would have to be a super bird. Okay, all right. That's what I'm gonna have to say because I, I just love them. I love them. They're yeah. huge, but I also think that like when they first came to market, people hated those cars. Yeah. Like they were yeah. at NASCAR and people thought they were the ugliest things ever. And they're yeah. like, what the nose cone and the yeah. wing, like what are you doing? And they couldn't yeah. sell them at first. Right. So I don't know. I, I just like, I like cars like that. I, was, I love it. I, I've said it before. Yeah, I, I think, think I've even, <laughs> I, th I think I've even said it on this podcast that I would have been one of the people in 1970 that would go to a dealership and see one in the back of the lot going, that thing's for sale. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, I'll take <laughs> yeah. it because yeah. I'm the yeah. I'm the type of jerk that would drive something with a giant wing on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Oh yeah. See, I just I just love them. Like they're just yeah. so cool. 
I have, right? uh, yeah, the top of my shelf. I have, uh, it's mostly wing cars with the exception of the uh, quarter mile mm. legends, Johnny Lightnings. But I have all the wing cars oh, yeah, up yeah. there. And then yeah. a, a collection of Hot Wheel wing cars over here that I <laughs> saw on, I was on Facebook Marketplace. And like I was telling you, Facebook's algorithm, mm. like, thinks I'm obsessed with Hot Wheels now or something. And months yeah, ago, sort of telling you everything, it, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was on Thanksgiving of all days of last year. Oh, wow. um, my mother-in-law was over here and we were cooking food. And of course I was <laughs> surfing the internet and I see this guy with a, uh, a lot of Hot Wheels and mm -hmm. I'm looking and I'm like, they're all Superbirds. <laughs> and I was mm -hmm. like, 15 bucks. I was like, Love yeah. So, so I was like, I told <laughs> my wife, <laughs> I told my wife, I was yeah. like, Sweetie, I'm going to leave for about a half an hour. I'm going to go get these Hot Wheels and I'll be back. And she's like, really? On Thanksgiving? Yeah. I was like, yes. Yes, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm going to go get these Hot Wheels. Yeah. Uh, well, did you put one on the pie and do the burnout with the whipped cream? Come on. No, but I've seen that picture and <laughs> I, I thought that, that would I be cool. That. <laughs> I, that was you? Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. There's So there's another. I have a bone to pick with you. I need to know this because I, mm -hmm. I hate thinking that I bit somebody's style. But right over here to my right, I have my own little coffee table in this office. When I had my 69 Dodge Dart, it had slotted mag wheels on the front of it. And I knew I was taking those off to put Kregers on it. So I, I got the tires taken off and I was like, these would make a sweet little tower for a coffee table. And I was like, I'll mm -hmm. go get a, a round piece of glass, cut a yeah. couple pieces of fuel line so that it, it holds on there and it doesn't scratch. And I mm -hmm. created my own little coffee table. And then I see pictures on your Instagram and I'm like, oh, so I wasn't, I wasn't creative. And I, I thought I was no, so cool. No. I thought it was so cool. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then you have an even more epic coffee table than I do. So No, uh, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, I actually It's just, pretty sweet. <laughs> you know, you know how it happened. It's um so I had I didn't have a coffee table when I moved into this um apartment. And so I had my my stock wheels, my satin vapor rims, right? Like I didn't want to wreck them because I have aftermarket ones on them. So I wanted to keep them perfect. Yeah. And I had the original tires um that came with a car brand new on these rims uh -huh. so um i had them in my living room while i was moving and stuff and i was like and they were just kind of like sitting and i was like you know what this would make a really cool table so i started searching it up and getting ideas and a lot of people just had like one big piece of glass over them like square right. and i was like well why don't i just stack all four and just do two and two and do like what you said the circle yeah you know get so i had a friend cut me um two pieces of glass and yeah it looks it looks so rad i love the way it turned out and i even put yeah. a little car on the center cap oh, cool. of the rim and then put the glass on top so yeah no no for sure i mean I, when did you a do lot it? of people have done it i need to know when you did it uh well i moved in the week before christmas so that's one. All that right, would I would have, I would have around. I, I would say January, then probably December, okay, I, January. I don't remember when I did mine. I have to look on the timeline because I saw yours and I was like, "Oh, please tell me!" Because I, <laughs> I know that I, I see things on the internet. And I'm like, "Oh, I would love to yeah. do that." And uh, yeah, I, I don't know where I got the idea. I know, I know it wasn't completely original. I know that people have done this before. I was just, I was yeah, just yeah. wondering because I was like, maybe I saw it on Jovita's uh, feed. And well, that's, I also have like this. The, the desk table type thing that I'm leaning on right now is a VP barrel. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I, I'd never seen it done that way. I just saw, I just like had two stools and um, a friend of mine, I always wanted a VP barrel. So it's like, 
it's in my living room. So I was like, <laughs> oh, why don't I just put two stools in front of it? And I was like, oh, that's it's such a crazy bar table, right? <laughs> oh, no, it's it's genius. I saw that on the Free Smoke podcast, and I was on <laughs> OfferUp, and I saw a guy selling the empty little VP racing things. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, those, yeah. Would, those would make great little trash cans in my garage. So yeah, I ended up know. I ended up throwing one of them in my garage and I sold the other ones. And then I see you yeah. with this badass bar table. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, she's just you've got these crazy ideas and they're they're awesome. Um, I got I got I got to know. This is kind of a personal question. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have friends that are not car people? What they're they're people like that? Oh no! Do you have friends? That, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know very many of them, but I just I, um, I have to, I have to know this because no, not really. I, okay. I'm gonna say I mean, yeah. There's like one or two people that sure. you know I talk to that yeah. I've known from different workplaces, but most of the people that I talk to are car people. Okay. Um, I just feel like. Honestly, like I feel like I can't even hold a conversation if unless it's about cars. Like I don't know, it's just weird. I like, <laughs> like it. that's that's because it's like my whole life because I work with cars, even though I don't work with cars, but I work around them. Sure. You know, when when customers come in, I'm talking about cars and I'm talking about cars or showing pictures to like my boss or whatever. And yeah, it's it's really my whole life. Man, you know, like I, they say. They say, if you don't remember my name and you see me at a car show, just say Mopar and I'll turn around, right? <laughs> <laughs> so. oh, that's funny. Um, gosh, there's just so much well, to unpack. Yeah, like, uh, there's, there's probably so many people, like, because there's so many members in my group and I meet so many people um, because of Mopar. And I've been mm -hmm. exposed to so many different things. Like, you can't remember people's names. So I yeah. remember their cars. Yeah. Right, like honestly, you're like, oh, yeah. you're the guy with the modified this. this, this. <laughs> so, but it's true, right? You see their car, and then you remember, like, oh yeah, that's that's who you are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's a. Uh, it's just, it's amazing to me, like, because there's car enthusiasts and there's <clears throat> car enthusiasts, and it just, yeah. <laughs> it's remarkable to me, because like I could understand. I've seen, I see a lot, because in, Instagram, I mean, you check, you can go down rabbit holes of hashtags, and. I've gone down rabbit holes of hashtags and run across other mm -hmm. female enthusiasts, but mm -hmm. the level of, and I, I don't say this to be insulting, the level of obsession mm -hmm. that you have was definitely, it, it sparked something to me. I was like, I gotta, I gotta talk to her sometime. Cause I gotta get the story. I gotta figure this out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. uh, just super interesting. You know, the president of the club, that's why I was like, you know, how'd you get into that? Cause that's, that seems like a lot of work, you know, cause I, for my senior project in high school, I organized a car show and it was mm -hmm. so, it was so much work and it was a whole crew of us figuring this out and yeah. being the president of a car club. I, I can't imagine, especially one as big as yours. I mean, the organization and stuff. Have you had an event where everybody tried to meet at one central location and you get as many of the 2000 people or as many of the Canadian people um, to an event um, as possible? Well, we haven't had like uh, we haven't had an event where people from other provinces have have come to like we haven't mm -hmm. had like a massive event like that yet. Um, 
it's in the works. I think it's taken a lot of years to get to where we are. A lot of our events are local. We did start two chapters, one on uh, Vancouver Island and one in another province. So that's kind of, um, that was kind of the scope that I was getting to. I wanted to have little like satellite clubs or not satellite clubs. I guess it would be just divisions. Okay. So we did start two, but, but the problem with that is I can't, I don't have, um, control over that so you know if there's people disobeying rules or being disrespectful or whatever it it's hard to do that and it's hard to yeah. find people that i think can represent the club in the way that i do it here you know what i mean it's yeah, really sure. hard it's like it takes years and years to build the group and gain the respect of people i mean also being a woman in Mopar and you know, like I said, I mean, I started the club with a V6 and people are, mm -hmm. you know, people don't take you seriously or whatever. And it took a lot of years to build that and gain that respect from members. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, here we are today, a huge group and yeah, it's, it's amazing. Honestly, it's been, it's been the greatest experience for sure. That's cool. Yeah. So you and I mean, and I, I think it's it opens it up for for other women too. I think there's a absolutely. lot more women in Mopar now than there was before. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you're definitely a role model. You know, I have a daughter. I have a two year old daughter, and I like all of the women I know in Mopars. I just like if my daughter could grow up to be like uh, even remotely into Mopars, I would be so happy. But obviously, you yeah. can't you can't force them. And it's just interesting yeah, yeah. to me because a lot of the women that I, I've talked to, it seems mm -hmm. like their dads were heavy influences on it. Like their dads were Mopar guys. <clears throat> so it was like in their blood. So it was interesting yeah. how you evolved into Mopars. That's, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Actually my, my, my dad and my grandpa weren't Mopar guys at all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. They were into to, to like off brands and like imports sure. and stuff. Um, yeah. And I wasn't really, like I said, I wasn't really into the cars. I would help out in that, but I wasn't mm. really heavy into it until later on in life. So, yeah. yeah. I still feel like we didn't get the exact moment. Like, what was the moment where you're like, I'm a car girl? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think I think it was when I had the first charger. Yeah. The first charger, it started, like, blooming. This idea started blooming in my head. And then I got, when I got the black one, um, that, that picture behind me out the other way <laughs> oh, yeah. that picture there um that's kind of when it started it's it's just it was like a seed and it just started growing and growing and growing and now it's like this massive tree <laughs> yeah with with two thousand members all over canada <laughs> yeah yeah i know i'm pretty proud of of what um i've started and what it's grown into and yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool when i look back at how long it's not even how long it's taken it feels like it's only been like a year or two and it's been like you know six years i think it, it's been so that's yeah, a long it's, time it's pretty cool and i've just met so many cool people and i've been yeah. exposed to so many awesome things i just yeah. i wouldn't trade it for the world absolutely um so you started the club you created all the rules this is jovita's show <laughs> she's, she's yeah. in charge <laughs> Yeah, you know, I always, I never wanted it to be like a dictatorship and I, I don't, I never want to tell people what to do. I just, I'm, I'm super easygoing and relaxed and I'm just like, you know, if you want to come out and meet people and get ideas and, and look at our cars and show off your car and, and be respectful and 
it's it's the love of Mopar and bringing people together. So I just I just love to see it. I mean, there's a lot of people in the club that started off, they'd come to a meet and they're super shy or they'd sit in their car and they wouldn't get out. And and I'm super talkative and outgoing. So I go up to them and, and bring them out of their shells. And now when I see them today, it's like that's that's what I wanted to do, right? That was like my the aim of what I was doing here was bringing people together through Mopar, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the when you talk, I can tell that you're just super passionate about Mopars. And that's what talking Mopars is about, is about uh enthusiasts. You know, I, I always say that it's an enthusiast driven podcast because you know, if you talk to when you talk to somebody that's super passionate about a subject like Mopars, you can talk for hours and hours yeah. and hours. It could be never yeah. ending. Um, so I guess it's a good thing that there's this podcast because uh yeah, Mopar people love to talk about Mopars. <laughs> but um I'm curious, you're a really nice person from everything I've gathered. I've never met you in real life, but, mm -hmm. and you're, you say you're easygoing. I'm curious, have you ever had to boot somebody out of the CMC? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we have had, we have had a few um, people kind of come and go. I don't actually ever like boot somebody out and say you have to leave. I always mm -hmm. kind of give them a choice. Um, but we've had, we've had people be disrespectful and I mean, like, okay, so, so burnouts and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you have a Hellcat or you have a V8, you know, you bought it, you want to do burnouts, you want to do peelouts, fine. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's what a yeah. lot of people buy these cars for, but there's a time and a place for it. And that's, mm -hmm. that's where it becomes tricky. Um, and I never want to be the bad guy to tell people what to do, but if you're, you're being unsafe, like, I mean, I talked about it on the free smoke, um, show how people are stunting and like closing mm -hmm. down intersections and stuff. I mean, they're not yep. doing that here, but if you do that at a meet, I always have, so my events are always like family, mm -hmm. um, family friendly. Yeah. So you can bring your kids, you know, if it's a weekend or whatever. So that, that sort of thing. Like if something like that happens, it's, you know, I, I always give people a chance for sure. I never like boot, boot people. Yeah. Um, and I do have <clears throat> admins and sometimes I'll just be like, okay, you know, what do you guys think? Mm -hmm. You guys let me know. And ultimately like, you know, if the person, I really don't feel like the person fits in the group, then it has to be done. But um, it, it's not a, like a regular thing for sure. So you, you, CMC is, <clears throat> heavily family oriented it's family friendly yeah for sure yeah. and we do like a lot of um community work like around christmas time so okay. we like we, we sponsor families and um oh, cool. we do like food bank and uh we help people along the way so that's really yeah. cool so that, that's definitely i like when car clubs do positive things for the community because you know, anybody can get a group of jack wagons together and slap stickers on the car and go do burnouts and, you know. Oh, for sure. For sure. Wreck, I, I always wanted, yeah, I always wanted, um, like, the giving back and, and to mm -hmm. humble people because yeah. that was always my thing is, you know, instead of just donating money, I would – so we would do, I do like front fundraisers at Christmas time. Like we're, I'll, I'll get, you know, dealerships to give me a bunch of stuff and we do raffles and then I'll actually get people to come and help me buy all the groceries for these families and all oh, the wow. presents and we'll wrap them and then we go drop them off to the family. Oh, wow. So I just feel like it, it, it just, 
everybody needs to be humbled. You know, yeah, we Absolutely. have these big, beautiful, um, you know, muscle cars that make lots of noise, and we're badass. But you know, <laughs> we have to we have to humble people somehow. So I yeah. think I think it's important. And then it, it it brings us all together too, right? No, absolutely. Um, that's one thing I, I can say about the Mopar community. I mean, of course, you have the outliers and stuff, but uh, it's <clears> definitely <throat> I, I've never seen anything like it. And I've been in into cars my whole life, and I've mm-hmm. I've been through the various scenes and I see how they work. But there's something about Mopars that's just it's different. Uh, the only thing that I don't like when club and it's not that i i hate them and i don't like to talk bad about anybody but uh, i don't like when club but i understand why they do and so i have to preface by saying that um mm-hmm. when mopar clubs say only these types of mopars are allowed in the club yeah. i i don't yeah. like that and one yeah. reason why is because I feel like you're not a true mopar enthusiast unless you're open minded to all of them mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i I feel like I feel like a jerk every time I say that. But at the same time, you know, I know that there's a lot of people out there that have these cars and have no idea of the history. I'm sure there's somebody that drives a Super oh, yeah. B like yours yeah. that doesn't mm-hmm. even know the the original Super B and how it even came to be. And I yeah. I personally can't get into something like like if I, I can't get into something without getting a little obsessed and learning as much as I can about mm-hmm. it. And sometimes mm-hmm. I, I hear these people talking and I don't think they know anything about Mopars. And I'm like, I, oh, I, I totally I, agree. I, I totally just don't agree. think that you can really call yourself a Mopar enthusiast unless you have a general. Now, you don't have to be an encyclopedia. I don't expect people to go and decode mm-hmm. fender tags and, you know, vin mm-hmm. tags and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you can't tell me why these cars are called scat packs <clears throat> or where yeah. the B came from or things like that. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, mm-hmm. do some, do some research. <laughs> you know what I mean? I respect people a lot more for that. Yeah. Um, it's so true. Um, yeah. So, you know, the Daytona Hellcats that they brought back or, yeah. or brought out. Yeah. So there was a couple of them um, that sold and one that sold at a dealership. I was at, I asked the salesperson cause I did a video on it. Cause I just thought when they came out, the history and even like how many, how many they produced of the year, everything had a significance. Mm-hmm. It was like these little, they call, you know, Dodge calls them Easter eggs, right? <laughs> so it was like these little Easter eggs everywhere. And I was just obsessed when they came out. I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Like yeah. I, I, I wanted to buy one and put a wing on it. Like that's how it <laughs> Nice. Like, wouldn't that be so cool? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them sold and I said to the sales guy, I was like, do you know all this? Like, do you know why there was this number produced? And, you know, the year it ran on um, the NASCAR speedway and all this stuff. And he's just like, no. And I, so I started explaining it to the people that bought them and they're like, oh my God, that's so cool. I didn't even know that. Right. So, I mean, I totally yeah. get what you're saying. I get where you're coming from at the same time. Um, I told you I'm all inclusive. So I let, yeah. you know, whoever wants to be in the club, cause not everybody can afford the cars that they want or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But, but I definitely agree with you that a lot of people don't know what they have and don't know where they came from. Yeah. Um, I'm also, you know, or they just buy it for, for the horsepower or whatever. And they're not, I, I know what you mean when you say like, are you really a Mopar enthusiast? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I, I noticed that it's kind of a trend to go get the Hellcats and stuff. And, you know, oh, I, I, I understand they're badass cars. Of course, they're going to be yep. trendy. You know what I mean? Yep. But I, I definitely yep. can sniff out the 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 people that are just bandwagoners. <clears throat> like, you know, in 10 years, it's going to be something else that's really cool. And Mustangs will be yep. so far in that people will be, got, uh, be going and buying a bunch of Mustangs and stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but one thing that I noticed uh, mm -hmm. that that I try to do is when people ask me about, history of Mopars and stuff for stuff that I know. Cause I don't obviously don't know at all. Um, and there's so yeah. much I don't know, but I, I love to learn. Um, and I, I like to pass on the knowledge cause I, man, once or twice a week, especially at work, because I have a big talking Mopars podcast sticker on my truck. And, you know, I've had a couple a guy asked me today, what's, what's Mopar. I always mm -hmm. get excited when they ask. And, uh, I can always tell the people that aren't car people because I'm like, okay, well, Mopar, and because <laughs> I'm a Mopar enthusiast, so I get all excited. I'm like, well, this is Mopar, and they, and they give me blank stares, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, but then, over, yeah. yeah, but then you get the people yeah. that you know, they're like, so what? What's a Mopar? And then you, you know, like, oh, do you know, you know, for instance, like, uh, do you know, like old Challengers and old Chargers, like back in, back in the day, like when they first came out in the '60s and mm -hmm. '70s, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh yeah, those are cool, and I'm like, well. <clears throat> Those are considered Mopars because it is kind of confusing. If you don't know anything about Mopars, it's like, what, what, what is a Mopar? And then you go to the dealership, the Dodge dealer, and you see Mopar everywhere. And you're like, okay, what is a Mopar? Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. get it. And I, I relish in telling people and trying to get people into them and into the history of Mopars. Um, mm -hmm. But there's some, there's some guys that are the old school guys that are just not receptive to people that um, don't know that history and they're not willing to be open-minded mm -hmm. enough to go, Oh, well, how much do you want to know? <laughs> we can sit and have mm -hmm. a whole conversation about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like there are certain gaps in the community that could be definitely filled a little bit and there could be, uh, even more community. Um, and I, mm -hmm. I hope, I hope that happens, but, uh, it sounds like your club is doing all the right things. You know, I love that you guys are open to all Mopars. That's cool. Um, mm -hmm. that's, uh, definitely. Well like, like I said, we have like vintage Mopars in the group, mm -hmm. like restored, unrestored. Like we have everything, yeah. everything. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I love to do is to talk to a lot of these older guys that have all these cool stories and they tell me about their yeah. cars and their collections. And I've, I've even gotten to tour some people's collections and these, like some of them are just amazing. And I keep in contact with these people and I talk to them all the time and check up on them and, go yeah. see you know what they what they bought or what what they've done to their cars like that's just to me that's just so cool yeah like i went to um this one place i brought the club to a couple times and it's this um it's a husband and wife and they have this um property and they've got a couple of barns and from the outside you can't tell what they are they just it just looks like a farm and you walk inside and I kid you not, it was so overwhelming. Like I had tears in my eyes, seeing all these cars lined up, all restored inside this barn. He had like 25, 30 cars and he had a fifties diner in there. And he had original neon signs and porcelain signs all over the barn. Like wow. it was just like heaven. Like it was so cool. And to wow. hear the stories and the history behind it, and how he started it, it was just amazing. And that's the kind of stuff that I live for. Nice. Uh, uh, true to the blue, Mopar running through your yeah. veins. That's yeah. that's really cool. Um, I'm trying to think. 
I, like I said, I had a bunch of questions written down. I think we've covered, <laughs> I think we've covered a lot of them. Um, yeah. Gosh. Uh, yeah. We, oh, is, we it, covered, is, it, we, is it time we, to tell you what my, uh, my next uh, purchase or what I would like it to be? Absolutely. You tell us that and then we'll go and we'll address everybody in the comments. It looks like there were some questions, so that'll, that'll okay. be fun. What okay, do you got? So, um, I'm trying to get the owner of the, the, the dealer that I work for. I'm trying to get him to sell me an SRT 10 Viper truck. Ooh, that's what I want to get my hands yeah. on. I want an 05 regular yeah. cab stick. Yes. That's what I want. <laughs> oh man. I think it's just, I think it's going to fit so well in my collection because obviously yeah. my thing is SRT, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just going to be so badass, and I want to get one so bad, but they're really hard to find too. So they are. I uh, actually, I actually um, was telling a friend of mine locally, and I was telling him he's got he's got an SRT um, Viper as well. He's got like one or two. I, mm -hmm. I so I thought. Okay. So I was talking <laughs> to him today, and I was like, "Listen, you know, there's this old five, and you know, my boss won't sell it to me. He says it's not for sale, and this and that." And he's like, "Okay, yeah." So I start talking to him about his, and he sends me this video, and I was just floored. I just about dropped my phone. He's got a like a garage full of them, and I'm not talking three or four. He's got oh. like I don't I didn't even count. Like I lost count. I think there's like eight, eight of or the nine trucks of, of the trucks yep. alone. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, wow, I need to see your collection. <laughs> you need to tour me through your collection. Like this is, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. Like all the people that I get to meet and the stuff that I get to see, it's just, oh man, it blows my mind. Wow. Yeah. So I cool. love, I love those trucks. They're awesome. <laughs> another, yeah. another thing that Mopar did to mm -hmm. separate themselves from the pack. And like, I, I was just talking about it the other day when um, they had the late eighties and Carol Shelby's involvement with the Dakota and the V eight and stuff. I was like, look before mm -hmm. the GMC cyclone and typhoon Chrysler was already building, you know, fast trucks. I mean, little red express, the fastest production vehicle in 1978. Come on. You know, Mopar is not new to the performance truck thing. And no. when no. that SRT, when the Viper truck came out, good God. Yeah. <laughs> that, that oh, okay, thing. so what are they? So, like in 2003, they had what they had the Lightning and they had a, a Silverado SS. That's yeah. all they had at the time. Mm -hmm. And then 2004, bam, Viper truck comes out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's on top now. I just, uh, God, I wish I could work in. I want to be on in that in that brainstorming circle of people like, okay, what can we do? to just come up yeah, with know, something crazy. I, 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 yeah. I, I wish they would just take a couple enthusiasts and just go, what do you guys think? You got it. You got your fingers on the pulse. Of course. Yeah. I would yeah. say, I don't care. I don't care if Plymouth doesn't exist anymore. I think you need to come out with a CUDA. I don't, I don't know yeah, where, yeah. where it could yeah. go. I, I want a CUDA yeah. so bad before everything goes there's away. A lot of people uh, that want to see that again. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think there's a Mopar enthusiast on earth that doesn't say, I would love to see what they could come <laughs> up with. Cause I don't really want it yeah. to be, an iteration of the challenger we have the challenger mm -hmm. amazing yeah. car amazing yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. i want the cuda yeah. to be something different all on its own yeah, something different um, yeah and I, mm -hmm. I think they could do it i i just wish they would pull the trigger i don't understand why they haven't yet um it's the one frustration if they never bring back the cuda i will always there'll yeah. always be something inside me like oh, god i, I think you. i think I they missed you. an opportunity <laughs> you know mm -hmm. i think they i think they're missing out but um yeah uh the viper truck man <sighs> 
Oh yeah, another things. fun fact about that. Did you know that, that was in it was in the Guinness Book of World Records? For what? For the like the fastest um production truck or something? Production truck, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course now it's knocked it's knocked out by what, the TRX? Yeah. <laughs> another incident or uh, instance <laughs> where Mopar's like, all right, cool. Nice Raptor. And that's, I love, yeah. I, lo- I love, oh, the, I-, I love the subtle shots the that they took it for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. that's, uh, it seems like it would be such a fun company to work for. You know what I mean? They just, yeah. Oh gosh. I, that was yeah. actually like my dream was to work for FCA. Now Stellantis, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think I was getting really close too. Yeah. Uh, when Springfest <laughs> after Springfest got canceled, um, yeah, um, my heart broke a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, because all the all the big wigs go down there, right? All, from yeah, FCA. I actually yeah. had yeah, I had like a meeting set up with um, a couple of uh, executives over there, and and there was going to be a lot of cool stuff happening nice. at uh, Springfest. So hopefully, uh, hopefully next year. But See, we always have SEMA this year. SEMA should be yeah. uh, good. I was supposed to go last year, and that fell through. But I already have uh, my plane tickets. I'm going to SEMA, <laughs> and I'm going to be going to Mo Party too. Holly's Mo Party. I got. I was oh, supposed cool. to go. I was supposed to go to the first one, but that didn't work out because I just I didn't have enough time to get ready for it. But this year, I have no choice because I've got plane tickets to both events, so I got to get oh, there man. somehow. So SEMA uh, is one I I've been wanting that. to go to forever. I got I get these invites from like Dodge Garage and I got an invite uh, to drive um, a Hellcat Red Eye and a wide body Hellcat Red Eye at in Indiana like on the twentieth or something and I'm like oh the borders are closing <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> on the track too oh man well if you ever do land a job there just remember mm-hmm. that I'm your friend now and <laughs> <laughs> show your boy yeah. some love. Come on the show yeah, at yeah, least yeah, and tell yeah, us all the secrets. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> oh. No, that's that's awesome. Let's take a, let's take a look and see what some people have said. I, okay. it's always tough on the way my schedule sucks so bad. I can never, <laughs> you know, I work so late. It's like when am I going to record? And I got a family, so it's like Friday and yeah, Saturday no, nights. So yeah. I never yeah, expect yeah. the numbers to be huge, but I love the people that show up and the numbers. Yeah. The numbers for. Uh, views and stuff will skyrocket in the next week but it's just interesting to see it's just interesting to see what um people have to say so we'll just go one by one what's up logan yeah you want to read them out to me because i'm like pretty small can can you see them on the screen when i pull them up can you see that i can but they're like yeah pretty small okay yeah i'll read them ed says happy friday happy friday ed Ronson, what's cooking? Nothing right now, but I'm kind of hungry. I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, that's my buddy from work. I was training him today. Tim, what's uh-huh. up, buddy? Thanks for showing up. Phil, what's up? William, William won uh, the Mr. Norm poster from the giveaway that I do for subscribers. William, oh, I cool. actually have I have all the stuff ready to ship right now. I got I'm going to go tomorrow. Um, I got off work a little bit later than I expected, so I had to get ready to meet with uh, Joe Vita. And I didn't get to the post office, but I will get there soon. Well, I think we already answered that, Richard. She doesn't have one car. She's got many, and <laughs> she may have a Viper truck. If you get that truck, I might have to come up to Canada. I've never ridden in one. I want to ride in one so bad. 
Um, Tyler says, hey, Chris, what's up, dude? Matt, Mopar, no car. <laughs> Correct. Richard, here's a question for CMC. How has COVID helped or hurt the CMC? Um, it's hurt CMC for sure. Um, the last event we did, I think was, uh, in August of last year. So we have not had a meet or anything of that nature since last summer. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been kind of hard. Um, I've been trying to figure out ways, um, or as a group, we've been trying to figure out what we can do to keep people together, keep people engaged. Um, everybody's just kind of getting antsy right now. Um, I think we're going to have to do some sort of like Facebook group meeting, like live type of thing and get people in there and, or do some sort of like online car show or something. Cause we still can't do events here. Um, and I mean, you can, but the numbers are so small that, if I get 50 people show up or 30 people show up, the liability is going to be on me. So I got to be careful with that. So that is hopefully, insane. hopefully soon. I remember you talking on the, cause I listened to the podcast you did with the free smoke gentleman. Um, mm-hmm. And you were talking about some of the restrictions in Canada. And I was like, Oh my God, that's insane <clears throat> that you would be liable for organizing a car show to get some people together and have a good time and talk cars. That's insane. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because we, I think we're only allowed to have like 10 people at an organized meeting. Wow. Um, and you had to be socially distanced and, you know, so, well, if you ever, I if you ever, guarantee. yeah, if you ever want to organize some sort of a live, I can get 10 people on here and we could just do a rotation. Cause I would love to talk to some members of your club <laughs> and say, oh, Hey, cool. I had the president on. She seems really nice, but tell me, is she a dictator or what? <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> uh, no, I hope, I hope things get better for everybody and we can get this car show uh season back on track because i I really i really don't want it to be like last year because i I make i make some side cash selling framed vintage ads and there haven't been any swap meets so i'm losing i'm losing out on that little little bit of extra money to help fund my projects so that Mm kind of sucks mm -hmm. but hopefully uh hopefully this year will get better i just didn't realize that canada was so strict but it makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah we are hi from cedro what's up kirk so yes, Richard, Americans can join the Canadian Mopar Club. Yeah. <laughs> They're welcoming to everybody. Shane says hi. What's up? What's up, Shane? Oh, Shane. Ramblers. Yeah, Ram- Shane do you guys Washington <laughs> Awesome. Do you recognize uh AMCs and Ramblers in your Mopar Club? I like, do. Uh, um we don't okay. have any. We don't have oh, really? any. Okay. Yeah, we don't have any in the club. Um but yeah, sure. Yeah, awesome. Mike Baker says nothing. Cool. Thanks for your contribution. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy, Bud Mack, he says, I worked at a Cadillac dealership in the mid 2000s and a kid called from inside of an LXR, the Cadillac's Corvette, because he couldn't figure out how to get out. Okay, that's oh. fine. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's one of those more money like than brains Tesla things. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it with the Tesla because there's technologies a little crazy these days. Um. Roy Wheeler says most of the Mopar dealerships around here, the employees don't even know what an old school Mopar is. Kind of yeah, pisses me true. off. I totally get it. And that's why I think people like Jovita, <laughs> I've even thought that I would love to sell cars, but I think I would oversell them because I'm so passionate yeah. about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd probably get yeah. someone to go, hey, hey, just shut up. I just need a van <laughs> or I just need a V6 charger. So I'm like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Jason speaks and says nothing. 
creative. <laughs> <laughs> that that is ironic right there. That is the definition of ironic. <laughs> Roy Wheeler says I had a 360 on an engine stand in my kitchen when I was in my 20s. LOL. Roy, uh Jovita, do you have an engine in your do you have a Hemi somewhere in your kitchen? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't. I do have a hood in my living room, but that's about it. <laughs> I, on the other side of this door, hold on. <clears throat> You really can't see it. There's a fiberglass six pack hood from a Dodge Dart out there because I, oh, I, cool. I, I, cool. I don't I don't have any room in my garage because of this big ass van that's in it. <laughs> but yeah, car car stuff, car parts and stuff in mm -hmm. homes are are fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could get away with hanging a hood or having a, a cool coffee table downstairs. <laughs> My wife is pretty cool, but I, I think that she'll draw the line somewhere. She'll draw the line, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Roy says, uh, 2009 Challenger RT with SRT hood and 2019 Hellcat front bumper. Night oh, this is this must be his collection. He's got a 73 okay. Yuko Charger, cool. 73 Roadrunner, cool. 75 Duster, uh, that was a Chrysler Executive Lease car. That's cool. A oh, 70 yeah. Duster with a 440 Stroker, 493 cubic inches. Uh, with a four-speed big block a bodies winning and the wife has a 2008 charger rt roy you sound like a cool okay. guy i think we could hang out <laughs> <laughs> roy goes on to say i have strangers stop to talk to me about mopars because i have the 73 parked out front and that can turn into hour-long conversations and a personal car show that's awesome yeah. and it's cool that yeah, you're open to that cool. kind of stuff because i have run across the mopar guys where you're like oh cool car and they're jerks about it I hate that. Oh, I hate yeah. that. I am. Um, I get, yeah. People talk to me all, like when I was in Walmart today, like looking for die cast, I actually had, cause I was wearing a Mopar shirt with all my badges on it. And as soon as I walked in, the guy's like, there's no Mopar here. So don't bother. And he's a Mopar guy. And we just started talking and talking and talking. And I'm like, and I look at the time and I'm like, Oh my God, I need to go. But like we ended up exchanging numbers and we're like just talking Mopars the whole time. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Speaking of so that, cool. sh that shirt with all the patches you have, that thing yeah. is so cool. I, I, the first time oh, I saw you in that thing, I think it was some pictures from SEMA. I was like, yeah, that yeah. thing is so rad. Actually. So rad. Yeah, actually, it, I made it. I made it. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I have a, I have <laughs> down here during the swaps, there's a guy who has mechanics jackets and he's like screen printed like Dodge Chrysler P Plymouth on the back of them. And he's got a Mopar patch on the front. So I have one of these jackets and I've always wanted to patch it up. I just never gotten around to it. And then oh, I saw, yeah, I saw cool. your shirt and I was like, Oh, that's so sick. <laughs> I love it. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, like even this one, I put this patch on it from SEMA and it's got oh, cool. like the screen printed. Um, oh Mopar. yeah. Yeah. Or it's not Mopar actually. It's just a screen printed hot rod from uh, from SEMA that I got. But That's yeah, cool. I actually want to get one of those old school vintage. It's kind of like the the satin bomber jackets, and it says like Dodge girls have more fun. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? So I wanted to get one of those. They have like the Dodge boys have more fun too. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah. I wanted to get one of those and, and put some patches on it. So there, yeah, that's thinking about that too. I I'm <laughs> always hunting on eBay for old mm -hmm. nostalgic apparel um Me too. and i'm i'm a little too big for large so i have to settle for extra large stuff but they had yeah a killer and this this annoys me a little bit when people um post things on ebay and say oh this is vintage but it's really not vintage they just iron <laughs> something on i don't mind yeah. that 
but don't claim yeah. it's vintage because I saw this amazing direct connection jacket and I was like, oh, oh, oh it's a direct connection cool. race team on it. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, please be an extra large, please. And it was like a larger medium. And I was like, <laughs> oh, and then uh, it said uh, in the description, it said it made it sound like they ironed it on. And I was like, oh, well, you're you said it was vintage. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I'm really yeah. picky about the clothes too, though. It's like it's gotta yeah. be just right. And if I can't find it, then I'm I'm starting to like make it myself now because it's like, you know, I want a certain to look That's a certain cool. way. Start yeah. start doing uh customs. I'll have you uh I'll pay you to make one for me. That's how cool oh. that was. I was like, Oh, that's <laughs> rad. Oh thanks. <laughs> you, there's probably some money in that, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, there's there's actually a guy in um, Ontario, I think it is, and he does. He has he gets the vintage jackets. I don't know how he gets them, but he's got like hundreds of them. Really? And then he yeah, he you can add the patches and that, but it gets pretty pricey. Like it'll probably be oh, like, sure. you know, two, three, five hundred dollars by the time you're done. <laughs> so that's that's cool though. I yeah. I like that kind of old stuff. I like the throwback mm -hmm. stuff. Paul says, "Hey Chris, how you doing? Killer, doing pretty good, dude." How's the dark coming along, buddy? Uh, Roy Wheeler says Sherman tank, B-29 bomber, 18-cylinder Hemi. Yes. <laughs> I think I, I had a, episode, a series of episodes where I was talking about um, the history of the Hemi. And mm -hmm. I, had, I had heard that they got the idea from planes, from war planes and fighter planes for the Hemi um, and how efficient the... Uh, hemispherical cylinder heads were it was super crazy there's so much information when you start digging into yeah, certain subjects too, yeah. yeah when you start digging into certain subjects in the history of mopar it's like rabbit hole city <laughs> and there's so many like little caveats it's just it's really fun and that's why i i've always <clears> been excited about this podcast because there's never going to be a shortage of anything or anyone to talk oh, to for sure <laughs> mm -hmm. mopar mopar Mo party bound, dang it, Mo par, par, Mo party bound. My man Sema as well. Yes, that's my buddy Matt Monroe from Big Blocks Garage. <clears throat> he uh, hosts oh, okay. um, the Mad Fro Monroe on Big Blocks Garage podcast. Another fun, um, not Mopar centric, but car car person centric podcast. <laughs> love you too, buddy. Did I say I love you? I do love you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John says, I've been listening to the podcast on Spotify. Thank you, sir. Just found it about a month ago. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, one of my friends, Randy, um, he put a message on there and he's like, oh my God, you're going to be on talk Talking Mopars. It's one of my favorite shows. I can't believe it. And I know him through the diecast world. So it's kind of oh, really? the two yeah. have come together. Randy uh, Tamara, <laughs> is that his name? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. 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 Cool guy. I like that guy a lot. Uh, yeah, Dave Barn, Dave Barnfield, cool last name. That's like something actually at Barnfield. That's cool. Uh, great show tonight. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you joining us. Roy again. He says uh, she needs the old school Super B jacket in orange. There, yeah, yeah, it, I know. I I would love to get an old school Super yeah. B jacket for sure. That's why I had to. I put Super B patches on on my other shirts because yeah. I I don't know. There's just like nothing. I haven't found anything. It must annoy you when people that are not car people, they probably see you and they see you decked out in your car stuff. Uh, do you ever have anybody like ask you about it? And they're clearly not car people. And you're just like so annoyed that they're even questioning you about <laughs> your style. Uh, no, I really, um, I've had a few people like that don't know. And they'll be like, Oh, I like your jacket or your shirt. Um, 
but not really. Um, I've never had anybody like outright like a Mopar person be like, oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah. But most people are like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I haven't. I haven't had anybody like ask me specifically about. I got to I got to ask you. I always see you in a different <laughs> snapback. Do you collect snapbacks or what? Yeah, I don't. I don't have that many, honestly. Oh, okay. But yeah, I love them. Um, and then every time I go to like a, a different car show or whatever, I usually get one, like from SEMA or or like you know, like Lordco part show or something like that. Different vendors give them to me, or I just buy one that I really like. So yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Roy back again says Wright brothers. I know they invented, are they uh, the first to fly? Okay. I think, I don't know why we're talking about the Wright brothers. I'm trying to figure out what the connection is, buddy. Oh, but I know. what are you talking about? The, the Hemi thing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if the, I, I'm pretty sure the Wright brothers are the first people to fly. Well, I mm -hmm. could be wrong. I could be wrong, but that sounds familiar. I should know that kind of history. <laughs> Uh, Matt from Big Blocks Garage said, man, I jump on, but literally just got home from recording an episode. Great listening to you guys on the drive home. Great stuff. Thanks, buddy. Roy Wheeler, Hemi. Yeah, Hem Hemi. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style, Roy. Um, well, Jovita, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. You're more than welcome to come back anytime and talk Mopars with me. Bring some friends. Awesome. This is this is an open forum. I I would open the door to anybody to come on the show and just talk Mopars. Even the audience. Mm -hmm. I've I I usually will drop the link and say, hey, if anybody's got a phone or <laughs> headphones and they want to jump on, yeah. they can. And I've had we've had some really fun conversations with people. So um, if you ever see me go live. Uh, sometimes I do them by myself and it can get a little bit lonely. So I always throw the invitation out to everybody uh -huh. like, Hey, just jump on and talk to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, Cause I've been trying to cool. do the solo episodes live, but the problem mm -hmm. is I'm not that good yet to do my normal episodes. I usually have the ability to edit <laughs> and do all that kind of stuff. So oh, I do, dang uh, it. it's a uh, live is a whole different animal, but uh, <laughs> I, I like having somebody to talk to because it helps the conversation go. Um, mm -hmm. But uh I appreciate you coming on. Everybody, oh, go check out the Canadian Mopar Club. Join the group. Um, Jovita, go ahead and promote your all your social media, your YouTubes, and anything else that um, you'd like people <laughs> to know about. Oh, thank you. Um, on Instagram and YouTube, I am just SRT Jovita, all one word. Um, yeah, I mean, if you like what you heard here and you want to see some more, so check out my YouTube and Instagram. I usually post my daily uh, vehicles, stuff from the dealership, yeah. whatever I'm doing, my diecast stuff. <laughs> I do have a page on Instagram called SRT Jovita's Diecast. So, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no problem. That's actually where I found out that you were you were really into <laughs> diecast. I was like, she's got a diecast page. I was like, geez. <laughs> so. Super cool. Thanks again for coming on. Like I said, you're welcome back anytime. I'm sure we'll talk again. Hopefully not okay. in the too too far in the future. Okay. Yeah, no, for sure. Thank you so much. All right, guys. That was Talking Mopar's Direct Connections. This is my new friend Jovita. I hope you guys had a good time, and we will see you next time. No Mopar left behind. Mopar no car. There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopar's Direct Connections Live is in the books. For everything you need to know about this podcast, please visit TalkingMopars.com and support the show. You can become a subscriber on Facebook. You can go buy some merch from the Talking Mopar's merch shop on the website, or you can just listen and spread the word. 
And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, or anything else on your Mopar Addicted Mind, you can reach me by emailing chris at talkingmopars.com or by leaving me a voice message on my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR, and I will play it on the show. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars Direct Connections Live. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.